0: Welcome to episode 30 of the Business in Morocco podcast. This week we're gonna talk about customer service and why it's so important uh, for every business, not only here in Morocco, but around the world. But before we get to that, let's have a quick update. Ryan, what's going on this week?
1: Yeah, it's been a, it's been a good week, it's been productive. Uh, I got a couple requests for proposals this past week, which was encouraging so it doesn't mean you're gonna get the business but it's the top of the funnel you get people inquiring asking for proposals if you know that you're, you're generating leads you know you're doing something right so so that was exciting put those together and, and now I'm following up and 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 waiting from that and also considering how can I generate more requests for proposal so I'm on the right track and that's been good what about you what's new
0: well I heard back from the owner of the office I've been seeking and we have an agreement in principle so now it's just a matter of drawing up the contract and agreeing to the terms and then signing the contract and exchanging uh, the deposit and first and last month's rent in fact in order to (laughs) In order to secure the deal and get favorable terms, I offered to pay the first-year rent in advance. Uh, there's something called a pas porte, which is typical for rentals here in Morocco and in Europe, some places. It's essentially a security deposit. It's something that you put with the owner and they're supposed to hold it. And then once you leave, you essentially sell it to the next renter. This concept is not well known in the States. It's not something I'm comfortable with. So <laughs> I negotiated instead a just paying the rent one year in advance. Mm. So I'm looking forward to getting started. And that lease would start the 1st of October. And I've got a lot of good ideas for the office and how to generate revenue out of the office. I'm looking forward to working in a space that will be designed for working and hopefully be be able to avoid some of the distractions that you can get in other places like at home or working in cafes other than that i also am moving the ball forward in negotiating the deal with duty free and getting those paintings exported so uh, i found a company that hopefully can buy the paintings and then export them to duty free they have all of the certifications and the permits and they've paid all the fees and they already have a relationship with Duty Free so we'll see how that works out and it's just a matter of negotiating uh, the fee, the pass-through fee for the intermediary.
1: That's exciting, it sounds like you've made some big strides this past week on stuff that's been an ongoing challenge.
0: It is frustrating to keep working on the same issues Mm. day after day and week after week I, I like to be able to put things behind me and get them done in a yeah. reasonable amount of time and start working on other things. It's hard for me to focus on new things like seeking out new customers or doing new projects if I have unresolved issues in other areas. Yeah, I don't know whether it's... It's certainly not a physical block, but it is a mental block. Uh, something I guess I need to, to think about and address because uh, business development is never-ending right you're either growing or you're shrinking you're not staying the same so you have to keep working on sales all the time and like we're going to talk about today you have to keep working on customer service and your your touch points with your customers all the time because your customers are going to be one of your greatest sources of of new customers through referrals and word-of-mouth
1: exactly One follow-up to the discussion we had about the pain point of getting books for your kids' return to school. My wife tried a new strategy this year where she dropped off the complete book list for all our kids at a bookshop in CASA before the summer. So this was kind of end of June or early July, and we didn't know what was going to happen. But she went in uh, the end of August, and they had completed the entire list. She said it was incredible. She walked into the bookstore. It's a madhouse, like we described. People waving dirhams, trying to get attention, trying to fight over the last remaining books. And the, the customer agent just brought her over. They had the bags ready. She paid and walked out and even was able to double park. It was so fast. So incredible. And I had somebody contact me saying, Hey, this is a great idea. I'm gonna think about doing this this business. So I told that that listener to the podcast, keep us posted, and if you can make a go of this next summer, we wanna we wanna interview you and hear how it went on the podcast.
0: That's a great example of customer service. You drop off your list, you come back a couple months later, and everything is ready for you. Yeah. What a great uh, word of mouth story. You're sharing the experience on the podcast right now. Uh, I'm sure that your wife is telling other people other moms at the school uh, about this bookstore yeah this is the essential experience and the essential example of customer service yeah they did what they said they were going to do they met the expectations of the customer and now the customer is happy and is talking about it right and that's that's the goal of customer service so right in your opinion just to help the, the listeners define what customer service is, what, what is your definition of, of customer service?
1: Well, whenever you do business, you go through with a transaction, you're exchanging usually money for a product or a service. A company is providing you with that, and you want to walk away feeling like, it was a positive experience and you got good value. You want to walk away looking looking on it with positive emotions. And when you walk away frustrated or upset or disappointed or feeling impatient, you walk away with negative emotions. And it changes your per- perception of the value you receive for the, the dirhams that you spent. And so I think if you're providing good customer service, you're delivering great value and leaving people with with positive emotions from their interaction with you and that builds loyalty and that builds a long-term relationship it means I'm a lot more likely to return and do another transaction with that company and so it changes my transactional relationship with them to a relational one where now I have loyalty, where now I I have trust with them, and I might even become an advocate, a word-of-mouth evangelist for their business.
0: Yeah, even at the basic level, customer service starts with every interaction that you or your company has with a customer or a client. And that could be in the form of a phone call, a text message, an email, an in-person interaction at a store, an experience on a website... All of these things have some sort of impact in terms of customer service. Mm-hmm. Customer service can also be defined as helping the customer have the best experience possible with their purchase of your product or service. So customer service involves pre-purchase, the actual purchase process, and then post-purchase support. Mm-hmm. If For example you buy a car and it has a three-year warranty or five-year warranty and something goes wrong the whole experience of the customer from the moment they tell you that something's wrong to the moment that's fixed all of that can be defined as customer service whether it's the experience of sitting in the waiting room waiting for your car to be fixed is there free coffee do I have to pay for it is it air-conditioned are the seats comfortable all of this is a form of customer service and all of it defines your brand yeah. and so many businesses these days are, are becoming commoditized meaning that there's incredible amounts of competition especially for for actual products or services that are copied by other companies that they have the same essential features and the same essential price points And they're all just competing against each other and the margins are going down to zero. Mm -hmm. What separates companies now, increasingly now and in the future, is is brand and brand loyalty. Mm -hmm. How the customer feels about you as a brand. And customer service plays a huge part in that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Seth Godin talks about this a lot. There's so many industries where it's a race to the bottom, right? They because their products are so essentially similar to their competitors, they can only differentiate themselves on price. And so it's a race to the bottom. They keep undercutting one another, trying to find cheaper ingredients, cheaper suppliers, cheaper ways of, of providing the the materials to build this product, or they're outsourcing their services to, to cheaper countries, even though it's compromising that customer service. Whereas if a company can do something that is remarkable if they can distinguish themselves he talks about this in his book purple cow the metaphor being that a purple cow is something that's remarkable it's something that you talk about because it's different it's unique so many industries if you provided excellent customer service if you exceeded their the customers expectations people would talk about it they would find it remarkable they would find it worth remarking about Especially in a saturated market, you know, if, if I don't like your, your hanut, I can just walk 100 meters in another direction and find another one. So how do you distinguish yourself? They sell the same products. I can buy milk and, and hubs and eggs and chocolate at any one of the hanuts, But if one of them has somebody positive behind the counter that's very kind and polite and, and offers quick service and builds a relationship with me, I'll walk to that one every time even though there's three others I could walk to in my neighborhood. And that builds customer loyalty. That's a great way to distinguish yourself.
0: Building customer loyalty through brand and customer service is essential. And word of mouth advertising, these things that are remarkable that you talk about, it is still the strongest form of marketing, mm-hmm. not just here in Morocco, but but around the world. And I remember reading a survey in the United States of customers, and they were, they were surveying... People who went to see movies and they were asking them about the movies that they went to see and whether they liked them or not and they realized that That a customer who didn't like a movie was five times more likely to tell people about it than a movie that they did like Wow, so negative word-of-mouth can be very powerful as well, right? People like to complain people like to help other people avoid bad situations. Yeah, so if they have an absolutely terrible customer service experience, they want to tell their friends so that they don't have the same problem. Right. One anecdote that I have is about an airline that services Morocco and several other countries. Uh, I won't say which one. I've, it, it's not really important. I've been on them all. Air Arabia, Air France, Emirates, Qatar, Royal Air Morocco. I've been on them all. But the anecdote was that the service was slow on the flight, the, the bags didn't come out for like an hour or more than an hour after the flight landed. Mm. This, my friend had to ring the service bell several times in order to get a beverage. Finally he went to the back of the plane and said, can I have a Coke? And do you know what the, the response from the flight attendant was? No. You shouldn't drink Coke. It's bad for you. How about some water? <laughs> Okay, wow. no, that's great. That may be true. But guess what? That's not your role. Right. Your role is not to give health advice to yeah. your passengers. It's to actually meet their needs and make them have a comfortable flight. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he, he had an upset stomach and he needed some, some carbonation in order to settle him down. Right. It's not your role to tell the customer what they want, especially during a flight. It's to be attentive mm-hmm. and to meet needs. Yeah. And he told me about this anecdote. And quite honestly, it makes me not want to use this airline. To think that I have to beg for service, right? And I have to wait for bags, and and there's all these other you know fees that they charge you for various things. It's bad service. Yeah. And that word gets around. Do you have any other examples of bad service? You gave us an example of great service at this bookstore. Uh, what about yeah. bad service?
1: Yeah, I think. We, we see this in, among a lot of the telecommunication operators here in Morocco. They're spending millions of dollars, like billions of dirhams, on their marketing. Just blanketing every city in Morocco with billboards, with radio ads, with sponsored videos on social media. They're clearly pouring all their money into marketing, competing with one another. And yet, when you actually go into their physical locations the customer service is horrible so a company like i deal with Maroc telecom but i would switch in a heartbeat if the opportunity presented itself because their customer service is terrible and i've dealt with them from internet and then also with phone and whenever i need to go in or i need to call and i've been to multiple locations it's a it's a horrible experience. I never enjoy it. When I'm there physically I, I leave feeling like I've inconvenienced them. Like I've interrupted their time surfing social media. Like my presence is is a frustration to them. Rather than feeling like this is why they're in the building. That their job is there to, to serve me as the customer. I'm the client. I'm the one who's using my dirhams to in a way indirectly fund their salary but it never feels like that and so i would love some of those major companies to shift their focus on properly caring for their customers and then they could see that powerful marketing take place through word of mouth it would be something that would be remarkable and then they wouldn't have to spend so much money on billboards around the around the country this episode is brought to you by click Apporté. ClickApporte.com is a groundbreaking online shopping platform that allows individuals and businesses in Morocco to purchase goods online from a wide range of international marketplaces and pay in dirhams. You can pay by credit card, certified cheque, wire transfer, and soon, cash plus. Clickaporte manages the entire process, clears customs, and delivers right to your door. Their prices are transparent and clearly communicated at the time of checkout. They have a no surprises policy, which means you pay what you agreed to pay, even if customs or shipping charges are higher than expected. Can you see how exciting this is? You can use the Click Apporte app, shop on Amazon in Spain or France, order what you want and pay in dirhams. You don't worry about the Duan, it just shows up at your door. Click Apporte. You want it, we get it
0: now back to the show well it's interesting that you bring that up because I spent over an hour yesterday at orange (laughs) I've been seeking alternative internet solutions for myself and I know I have some needs for my office coming up so I've been doing some research I went to an orange store after meeting with a client yesterday and the one that I went to Uh, They basically told me, yeah, we don't sell actual products here and you cannot unsubscribe from the current service you have at this location. So that annoyed me because there's nothing online, there's nothing on Google Maps that says... This location has these services right. and this location has these services. Yeah. Now maybe if I really dug deep into their website, I would be able to figure that out. But it wasn't easy for me to figure out. Yeah. So I went to the location that provides these services. And it was packed. There was a really long waiting line. There was a guy, very nice receptionist, who was taking the names of everybody in line and writing them down on a piece of paper and then calling out the next person. They had three customer service agents that were dealing with new customers and new service. And then they had a a different line for people paying bills and doing other things with existing accounts. That's positive. Yeah, they had chairs for people to sit in. It, It was fairly comfortable. I probably waited in line 25 minutes, maybe 30. But once I did get to the customer service rep, it was an overall, it was a good experience. Okay. He was informed he was kind and patient some of the things about the process were not set up for him to be have, be successful for example everyone in the office was sharing the same printer so he yeah. probably had to walk over to the printer and back four or five times to do the things that i needed yeah which is a waste of time yeah the other problem it, it, it could be a cultural problem but they had the tables in the main area where everyone's waiting so if I'm working with a customer service agent, anyone can just walk up to the table and completely interrupt us, right. which happened five times while I was in the middle of doing my business. Yeah. So if Orange wants to improve the customer service situation, they need to separate yeah. the people in line physically through barriers from the people who are actually being serviced. So there aren't these constant interruptions by people who think that they don't have to wait in line. Right. So that was an annoying part of the experience, but I did get what I wanted. I got a very good deal on internet service and and a phone number uh, at a good price. And I took it home and I plugged it and played it and it's ready to be installed in my office when when I wanna do that. Unfortunately, where I live, they don't have fiber optic laid yet, and it's not available, but it, it is available where my office is going to be.
1: That's great.
0: Overall, it was a good experience and And I would recommend them they are trying to improve their customer service however they may be going too far for example I wanted to get rid of one of my old lines and replace it with this new one but I couldn't do that just in the store I had to call orange after and say yeah I'm getting rid of this line for I had to confirm it with them over the phone at which point they tried to sell me on not getting rid of it Uh, which was annoying right because I had already decided to get rid of it and I told them I'm getting a different service from you right so don't make me make another phone call yeah and then after that they just kept calling me and calling and calling me to get my feedback on how my call with them went Mm. hmm which is good they're trying to improve yeah but it's sort of annoying it's not actually a great customer experience to have to call you to, to cancel my phone number after visiting your store to cancel my phone number. Right. And then you call me again to ask me how my experience was canceling my phone number.
1: Right. <laughs> so they need to, it sounds like they've got some good customer service training. They need to work on their, their processes. You know, something like a printer at, at every single agent's desk. I mean, printers are so cheap. And it's not like they're saving on ink. If the guy's still got to go and print stuff, it would just really streamline the process because your time is really valuable it's not just the dirhams that you're spending it's also your time and companies that can try to limit customers expenditure of their time will be received more positively one company I've been impressed with is is Lidec. and it does take some time to go there and, and pay a bill in person but every time I've been there though the waiting room is full they have about 20 cashiers working it's amazing and they've got all these ones and they're, they're always manned. And when somebody leaves and, and, and moves on, somebody else sits right down and starts taking a number. And they're very, very efficient. And even as you're finishing up the last moment of your transaction, they're already bringing the next person so they're standing right behind you ready to go. I've been really impressed with that. Plus, they're pushing people towards their banking applications. So I don't even go into Leadec anymore. I just pay it on my, my banking app which is going to even further reduce those wait times so that's been a really positive experience now in contrast to that at a a company like H&M in the mall that store will often have one cashier working and about 10 other employees in the shop folding clothes rearranging displays doing whatever they're doing and there'll be a lineup of eight to ten people now my wife told me that she has been there ready to purchase something, just one or two items. She's walked to the front, looked at the line and said, forget it. It's not worth me waiting 25 minutes to buy these one or two items. And even though they had all these people in the shops, they weren't working at the cash register. And so if a company can reduce the wait times, it helps increase the feeling of, of being served well as a customer
0: yeah and that's a great example of terrible customer service that actually hurts the bottom line you want to make it as easy as possible for someone to buy something yeah we all know that a lot of retail purchases especially clothing and other um, purchases that are not essentials they're emotional a huge part of the decision is 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 the emotions of the moment Mm -hmm. I'm inspired to buy this Mm -hmm. but that inspiration can be killed like it was for your wife who walked up and was like, oh, am I actually inspired to buy this? Well, not enough to wait in, in line for eight people. Right. So they lost a the sale. Yeah. Another issue, and we've talked about this in the past, as much as I like Jumia, I have actually gotten to the point where I'm not motivated to buy from them. Because I know that the delivery process is going to be a hassle. I may know what day it's going to be delivered, but I don't know what time. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to coordinate the time. And often, if even if I get a call from the driver, they don't speak English and they don't have a smartphone and they can't find my house. And just literally the process of talking with a driver four or five times, trying to direct him to my house, that makes me not want to order. Right.
1: <laughs> I don't know how many times I've been standing on my street, In my socks trying to catch a moped driving past my street so that they can come and deliver a product whether it's food or something I've ordered it's incredibly frustrating in a world where we have smartphones and we can send a pin and geolocate our exact spot it's just completely unnecessary
0: I worked with a delivery company and our main customer was Amazon in the United States And one of the essential elements, the Amazon experience, is that I buy something and I don't think about it again. I just know that it's going to show up at the house. And if for some reason it doesn't show up, I call Amazon, I tell them it didn't show up, and they send another one. And if Jumia is going to be successful in Morocco, they have got to conquer this delivery process. Mm -hmm. They need the customer to think, when I order this, it's gonna show up and I don't have to worry about it the driver's gonna find my house it won't be a problem and if that means they need to change the checkout process to include putting a pin on Google Maps then they need to do that right because as normal as it may be to call someone when you're making a delivery it's a bad experience right it's inefficient it slows the driver down can't do as many packages per day and it's a bad experience for the customer and so.
1: there's huge language barriers as we've discussed now you and I are a, a huge minority in this country where English is our primary language but there's often a big gap between people's French and the delivery people's Darija there's a lot of Moroccans in these big cities that they, they speak French primarily as their, their native language and their Darija may be a little rusty And then you've got the drivers who their French is quite rusty. And so there's a language barrier there which can be completely solved with technology. And so the company who can can master that is going to have a huge advantage. It's going to earn customer loyalty. Now we've been talking a lot about corporate, you know, airline industry, telecommunications, retails. But this is a message just for small business owners you may not need to develop a huge system or have to worry a lot about customer wait times when you're a small business but one way to really serve the customer is to go the extra mile if you don't just meet the customers expectations but you exceed them it creates that loyalty it creates that that wow that awe that gets people talking that can spread that word-of-mouth marketing at our local Marche We've got uh, multiple options. When you walk in there to buy fruit or to buy vegetables, you can choose from five different guys and they all want your business. They really want my wife's business because she's an incredible customer, spends a lot of dirhams on produce. We eat a lot of fruit and veg. So they're all competing to win her attention. And there's one guy that's earned our loyalty and it's Sadiq. And it's not just because he offers good service it's because he goes the extra mile he goes above and beyond and one of the ways he does that is he's always rounding down so I'm buying kilos and kilos of all different things and he's adding it up with his calculator he always rounds down he's always willing to leave a few dirhams in my pocket which it's a very very small gesture but he's following hard advice from a previous episode he's thinking long term He's not thinking about just this one transaction. He's thinking about the lifetime value of me and my family as customers. And then he's always asking about my family, asking about my kids. And whether they're with me or not, I cannot leave there without something for them. That's free. He's just grabbing some bananas, he's filling up a bag of oranges, he's giving me some grapes. Pour les enfants, pour les enfants. He's just giving them to me for my kids. That earns my favor. One time he came to my house with a cart that he had and helped me move a washing machine to a different apartment I was moving to. And he volunteered for that. I didn't ask him, but we were just talking about what was going on and that I was moving. And he said, do I need any help? I said, well, I just need, do you know where I can get a cart, you know, something? And he came and did it with me. I've got a picture of the two of us walking down the street doing that. So he went the extra mile. In no way was that a part of the transaction of I buy these vegetables I give you these dirhams you give me this fruit it was above and beyond and it earned my loyalty
0: customer service may be even more important for small businesses than it is for big ones mm-hmm. airlines telecom the big supermarkets a lot of times they don't really even have competition I mean they have a certain market share and they have something that you know the, the small guy the small business can't compete with we talk about a doctor or a hanout or a dry cleaner or a restaurant or a cafe. All of these people and these businesses are really just competing on customer service. How they make the customer feel. Mm-hmm. When they walk out of the, of, of the establishment, when they walk out of the office or the store, how do they feel? If you can focus on that, you have a good chance at having a long-term sustainable business. But if you cut corners and you think about yourself over the customer experience, then you're going to have a hard time sustaining your business.
1: Yeah. You don't want to focus on a single transaction. You want to focus on a relationship. How do I build a relationship with this person? How do I see this as leading to long-term loyalty? Yes, I might lose a few dirhams here where I could have gained a few, but in the long run, I'll benefit far more
0: and for me this is gonna be the most important question for this exporter when we sit down and have a negotiation are they gonna think about the long term are they gonna incentivize me to put all of my products through them or are they gonna want to squeeze as much out of the first deal as possible Mm -hmm. and motivate me to find another solution yeah if they make it a no-brainer I am happy to send all of my product through them for the future. I don't have to set up a company that exports. I don't have to create all these accounts and deal with uh, all this stuff. They can take their little portion of the revenue as long as it's reasonable, and we can build a, a relationship they can profit from for years to come.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'll let you know next week. <laughs> You've been listening to the Business in Morocco podcast. My name is Ryan Kirk, here with my co-host Ryan Maimone. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Download our entire library of podcasts on our website, moroccopodcast.com, where you'll also find extra resources related to each episode in the show notes, including a transcript of the show. If you've got a question or topic, you think we should cover on the podcast fill out the form on moroccopodcast.com or email us at ryan at moroccopodcast.com and we'll give you a shout out on the show our theme music is lovely day by bill withers used under creative commons and we hope you'll have a lovely day doing business in morocco we'll see you next time